0: Thanks for checking out the Oasis Church podcast from Camden, Arkansas. Each week we share the message from our Sunday worship service. Join us anytime. More information at camdenoasischurch.com. Amen. You can go ahead and take a seat and be seated. Man, it's been a wonderful handful of weeks walking through this series called Core Values. I, I, I can honestly say this. When we first started talking about this, I'm thinking with Easter coming up, there's a lot better series for us to kind of gain some momentum as we move forward. But I have absolutely loved this series. If you were here last week, Michael Jimerson was down. And man, I just I, I want you to know he called me on his way home. He's like, Billy, he said, these people down here, they are some of the best people in the world. And he said, I love them. I said he said I ain't seen them. In six, eight months, he said, but I still love them just as much as I did then. And man, so proud of our church and whatever we're doing. And he talked a lot about, hey, how we grow. And uh, the week before that, we talked a lot about going. Our core values are really three words it's to connect, grow, And go you can hang on to these these are one of the things that we're going to come back to time and time again It's to connect grow and go. I want you to know this about that Everything that we do every decision we make every dollar we spend goes to to help in our church You and I connect grow and go. Let me just say this. This isn't what we want from you Let me say that again connecting growing going this isn't what we want from you, but it's what we want for you We believe that when you are connecting with God and people in the right way, and when you are starting to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ, you're being discipled, you are growing into the person that God has for you, and then you start to go on mission with God, we believe that this is the sweet spot for your life. We believe that God is going to bless your life. We believe that God is going to move through your life more when we are doing these three things. So, I want you to know this, this isn't what we want from you, but it's what we want for you well, we spent the last two weeks talking about connecting and growing and today we we wrap up this series talking about the last part of our core values which is to go now i need you to hear what i'm about to tell you and more than likely i'm probably going to hurt some of your feelings but i do not apologize i just want you to know that listen to me today it's good for you to be connecting with god and people you hear me this morning It's good for you on a continually basis to come in here on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night and for you to be connecting with God and connecting with others. Hey, we want that for you. And it's even better when you are growing in your relationship with Jesus Christ. When you are starting to be discipled, when you make God's word a priority in your life, and all of a sudden you, you start to grow into the person that Christ has created you to be. But if those two things don't result in you going and reaching the loss for Christ, we have completely missed the purpose of why we're still here. If you are just connecting and growing, but you're not going, man, we've missed everything. Of all the core values that we have, this one is by far our most critical one that we want to see lived out. Because why is that? Because it's the closest thing to the heart of God. In the grand scheme of things, this is what God wants to This is what God wants for us. He wants to accomplish through you and through me Why our time here on earth is for you and I to go and reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. This is the most important thing we do as a church. God has called every one of us to be a sending church. There are churches all across Camden, Arkansas. And every church here has a desired outcome for its people. They look different, they act different, they talk different. Uh, Some of them like, hey, we just want you to grow in knowledge, and that's a good thing. Uh, Some churches like, hey, we're just really heavy on the worship and not so much on the preaching. Let me tell you what we at Oasis Church are all about. We're what you call ascending church. Ascending church, we want you to connect with God and others, and we want you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. But we want that relationship, what's going on in you, we want that to go out from this church and to the community, and to your workplace, and to your families, and your homes, man, we want to send you out so you can make a difference for the kingdom of heaven right where you are. Man, we are what you call a sending church. But let me show you where a lot of us are today. I was reading a story this week about a high school football team, and the home team was, man, they were just getting stomped. I mean, this team came in from out of town, and I mean, it's just like every play. Like, man, the visitor team is just crushing them. Well, all of a sudden, you started to hear from the home team, somebody in the stands, they'd run a play, get stomped, you'd hear this, give the ball to Calhoun. Next play, brick wall, didn't go anywhere. Here comes again, give the ball to Calhoun. Man, this kept going over and over and over. And all of a sudden, on the last play that they did before the quarter ended, man, they just got hit the brick wall again. You heard it again. Hey, give the ball to Calhoun. And then all of a sudden, Calhoun came from the bottom of the pile and says, Calhoun don't want the ball. (laughs) And unfortunately, that has become the attitude and maybe the anthem of most Christians in the church today. Me and my papa got to do a little bit of talking this week. And, um, we were started talking about all the different um, wars North America had been in, just kind of going through them, and then we kind of drifted over to his service time, and he was telling me just a little bit about his service. And, and I don't remember how, you ever had those conversations where somebody said something, and it's just like, you know what, I don't know the answer, let me Google this and find out. Well, he mentioned something about the draft, and I just kind of got curious about it. In 1973, the uh, United States of America they they discontinued the active draft. Up until that time, especially through the Vietnam War, uh, it was always an active draft. Like, man, they would just bring in people and rec- recruit people and put them in. Um, but the draft had been the focal point of a lot of contention in the United States of America. E- even still today, we don't have, we haven't made the decision to restart the draft. There's been a lot of discussion about and talking about it. Should everybody be required to serve in military? I don't know if you know this, in Israel, when you become at the age of 18, you are required to serve inside the military. Guys serve longer, ladies, but, but it's across the board. Everybody volunteers, everybody serves. But right now in America, we don't have a draft. Our military is what you would say, it's all volunteer. So I was reading this and I was thinking about how, man, this is so true for the church. There are, unfortunately, there are a lot of people that believe that the church made this decision, and I guess we voted on it many years ago, that the church was just going to become volunteer basis. It used to be draft you signed up, and hey, you were going to get to work for the kingdom of heaven. But somewhere in our minds, somewhere in our hearts, I think culture made a big shift on this, but we've come to the conclusion that the church today, hey, this is just all volunteer. If you want to, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. I want you to hear me this morning. That is not true. Our church isn't going to be a volunteer church if you want to. Hey, this is a draft. And once you place your faith and trust in Christ, once you become a part of the kingdom of heaven, hey, you're drafted in for the service of the kingdom of heaven, amen? Man, I don't think you're hearing me this morning. Believer, Christian, who put your faith and trust in Christ, it's not worth you sitting on the sidelines anymore, just just coming and, and getting and getting and receiving and receiving. God said, no, that's not what I have for you. I want you to be involved in kingdom work. This isn't volunteer anymore. This is, this is active draft. And I want you to see this in your Bibles. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. I want us to look at the passage of Scripture. Many of us know this from heart. But I want us to look at this section of Scripture uh, w- w- with kind of a go mindset. If you didn't bring your Bibles, no worry. They're going to be up on the screen. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. The first word's a fantastic word. It says, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all that I commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. We refer to this passage of Scripture as what we call the Great Commission. This is what Jesus commanded. I want you to look at me here this morning. That every one of us, men and women, God has commanded us for us to live this out with our lives. This is our task. This is our directive. The mission God gave the church. One commentary, commentator, he said this, and I thought it was so good. If any church, if any church isn't seriously involved in helping fulfill the Great Commission, it has forfeited its biblical right to exist. If any church isn't involved in fulfilling the Great Commission, then it has forfeited its right, its biblical rights to exist. When Jesus, when he said these words to his disciples, he was giving the church her marching orders. And the disciples took that command very seriously, man. They left and they went out and they shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with thousands upon thousands of people who came to know him in a real saving way. Their message was so powerful that the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 17, verse six, that critics accused them, listen to this, of turning the world upside down. Man, that was then. And this is now. And what was given... As the great commission has now turned into what some people best describe as the great omission. Instead of taking the gospel to the end of the world, man, church won't even take it to the end of the street. Think about this for a moment. 95% of all Christians have never took part in leading someone to Christ. 95% oh Billy that's your job we get them in the door you get them saved 80% of Christians in the church today aren't even trying to share Jesus with others we don't talk about him we don't share our story we don't do any of that heartbreaking is it not It's sad because it reveals the state of the church today Somehow we have come to believe that our only responsibility is for us to come to church and go home To to maybe pick up the bible once or twice a week pray before our meal and pray when bad things start to happen And live our lives so that we're better just a little bit better than the rest of the world around us Can I tell you something that's your mindset? You are only concerned with connecting and growing. And that's it. I I don't know if you know this or not, but we're not here just to connect and grow. It's a part of it, but that's not the only reason here. Our church, we exist to see more people come to a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Man, that's our... It needs to be our passion. It needs to be our purpose. Have you ever thought about this? What you and I are doing here today with the worship we just experienced, with the message that we're just kind of preaching through and walking through, did you know that that we don't have to be here to do this? That you don't have to be on planet Earth to do this. Listen, we're going to worship in heaven, amen? And we're going to do a lot of it you are going to hear some of the best teachers the world has ever seen when we are in heaven. I Man, you're going to have fellowship when we get to heaven. There are a lot of things that we're going to do when we get to heaven, but can I share with you the one thing we can no longer do when we get to heaven? We can't share the gospel with lost people. This is it. You can't. Sh- when we're in heaven, you can't share how God has changed your life, impacted your life, transformed your life. Because every one of us is already saved and in heaven. Here and now is the only time and the only place where you can share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news with people who have never heard of him. This is it. It's a reason the church exists today. You know there's a purpose for your life. I think a lot of us, we don't think that that's true, but God has given you a purpose and a mission in this life. There, there's a There's a reason you're still here there's this thing that God has placed upon you and he placed a calling upon your life. The moment you were saved, um, if it was just to get you into heaven, the moment you placed your faith and trust in Christ, then you would be magically lifted away into the gates of glory. But God said, no, there's a purpose for your life. There's a mission for your life. And I'm going to leave you here to fulfill this mission and this purpose When you became a part of the family of God, when you placed your faith and trust in Christ, God gave you a mission. Now, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if a pastor's ever told you this, but I want to help you out here just for a moment. It's for you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. Your mission. God said, the reason you're still here is for you to go into your workplace, into your communities and to your homes, into to your families, into the schools. And it's for you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people who don't know him. Now, here's our problem. We have 100 different excuses of why we don't do it, do we? Oh, You're at Walmart, and all of a sudden, you see somebody. They're new in the town. You've bumped into shoulders with them once or twice before. You start visiting, start talking with them. You have a lot in common. And then all of a sudden, there's this inclination inside of you. It says, hey, will don't you ask them to come to church? And then all of a sudden, we do this thing, it's weird, it's, "Mm, I don't know, I don't know if I should, God, I don't know if, if that's what I'm supposed to do, I don't know where those feelings are coming from. Hey, listen to me. If you've ever had that, I want you to know that it's always good for you to ask people to come to church. Never is there a time, even if you doubt it and if you don't believe it, never is there ever going to be a time where, hey, asking somebody to come to church is a bad thing. There's another thing that we do, and it sounds real spiritual, but it's a joke, and I just want to help with this. Everybody have that weight that you got this morning? Will you take it out? And I need you to put it in the palm of your hand. Now, here's what I need you to do. If you didn't get one, we got some back there. Hey, listen, they're at Walmart. You can buy 30 of them for 96 cents. If you lose this one, go buy more and keep them in your pocket for the rest of your life. I want to help you with something. There's something that we like to do when it comes to sharing the gospel is, is we think and believe that, um, that, that, that I have to be prompted, right? That, that, that Oh, Billy, I only share the gospel of Jesus Christ when I feel, when I feel led to So here it is, put this thing in your pocket and every time you touch it and you feel led, share the gospel with somebody. It's cheesy, but it's good. I only only do it if I feel led. Well, here it is, you can feel led for the rest of your life to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ with anybody and everybody. Listen, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, if you call yourself a believer, then you are called to share your faith. You are called to share your story. You are called to help bring people into the kingdom of heaven. Every one of us is required to do that. Man, if you're sitting here today, I want you to know this, the Great Commission is not just for some of us. It's for all of us. Let let me say that again. It's not for some of us, the select few, but it's for all of us. If you're sitting here today, hear what I'm about to tell you. You are either a missionary Or you're a mission field. I'm gonna let that sit just for a little bit longer. If you're here this morning, you're one of two people. You're a missionary that's supposed to go, or you're a mission field, and you need to hear. Every one of us here falls into that category. And I think so many times when we hear that word about, about going and sharing our faith, many times we come up with all these different far-off places in our mind, don't we? we? We think about Africa or India or China. But that word go, it also means just across the street. It means to your neighbor. It means to your coworker or family member. Listen, go isn't just over there. Go is right here. I love what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Look at it on the screen with me. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. That's home. That's where it's closest to. And then in Judea, we're starting to move a little bit further out. Samaria. And then ultimately, it's to the end of the earth. Hey, there are people who need Jesus in Cambodia. But there are also people who need Jesus right here in Camden. It's not either or, it's both and. Man, I just want to take a few moments here this morning to give you two reasons why you should go and reach others. But I want to do this message a little bit different than I have in the past. Many times, I think it's easy for us to hear a message and we think that this is about the church at large or this is about somebody else. So, man, I just want to bring you to the table that this message is for you, the individual. I want you to know that I am talking to you and about you this entire morning. Hear me. This has to become personal to you. It has to. I want this to be something that isn't just what we do, but this is what you do. So the million-dollar question we're asking ourselves this morning is, is, Billy, why is going so important? I think connecting and growing, that should be the only thing. Convince me why going is so important. If you're taking notes i'd love for you to write this down the reason why going is so important it's only good news if people hear it it's only good news if people hear it i'm a burger guy i I love burgers like that if we go to a restaurant never been especially if i'm off my my diet my salad thing the weird junk i gotta do Listen, hey, I'm a burger guy. Like, love burgers. Like, any place we go, like, it, it's fixing to be a burger. Well, years ago when we were in Queen City, we took a, kids, a group of kids to um, a Jackson, Mississippi. Anybody ever been, been there been through there? Many of you have. Jackson, Mississippi is where we went. We were at, at the camp doing our thing, and um, we had a couple days where we could go off-site. And uh, so I asked one of the guys that had been there. He'd been there all summer long. And I asked him, I said, all right, dude, where, where's the best burger in town? and he said, oh, there's this one place you got to go. It's called Froghead Grill. Terrible name. Terrible name. Has anybody ever heard of it? Froghead Grill. I'm like, I don't know if I should go there and eat. We did. Man, we walked in, and it is just this dive of a restaurant. Like It's just like the the ceiling tiles are falling down. They got tape holding it up. Like You sit there and have to wait forever. Man, we got 30-something kids with us at youth camp, and I'm like, Man, we're going to be here for two days. So we go, and I said, hey, y'all are highly recommended about this burger. I, I Come here, that's what I want. He said, oh, let me tell you. He said, you don't order, let me order for you. I'm like, all right, I put my faith in your hands. I trust you with this. So, man, we get all the kids ordered, and all of a sudden, I'm sitting down, and you kind of come, come judgmental like throughout this process. You're like, hey, is this really going to be that good of a burger? Like, is it going to be better than that one? Am I wasting my time here? Well, they brought this burger out, church family, and I'm not going to tell you. Like, it was one of those when it comes out, you have to take a picture of it. Like, it is so beautiful. Like, it comes out, it's like, oh, I got to send this to a couple people. Like, they ain't fixing to believe this. And then it has some sweet potato fries with some different sauce on it. Hey, listen to me. My, the moment that mouth touched that burger, Hey, listen, I've been close to heaven a couple times in life, and this is at the top of that list. The most amazing burger I have, like ever had in my life. We go to Dolphin Island a lot to vacation, and we, we, we judge our leaving time so we can eat lunch at Froghead Grill. Like the most amazing burger I've ever had to say. I, I ever had to put in my mouth, man, it was just so good. Um, changed my life. Like, I I just talk about it all the time. Like, thinking about it, it's just like, hey, we're fixing to load up and and roll on out. But here's the thing. You would have never known about it if I hadn't told you about it. Best burger of my life, but if I hadn't shared it with you, you would have never known it existed. Let, let Let me say this one more time. It's only a good burger if you hear about it. If the gospel is such good news, then the question is, then why aren't we, why aren't we sharing it? Why are we keeping it to ourselves? If it's such good news, then why aren't we telling others? If it's really changed and impacted our lives the way that we say it has, then why aren't we telling other people about it? Something I've never thought about this week until this week working through this message, it's only good news if they get to hear it. Is is this connecting with you? It's only good news if they get to hear it. Listen, it doesn't matter how true the gospel is, they never get to hear it. It doesn't matter how powerful the gospel is, it doesn't matter how much the gospel can change them, it doesn't matter how much the gospel can set them free, because if they never hear about it, then it's not good news to them. And family, I need you to know that the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10, verse 14, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Hey, can I put some weight on you this morning? There are people in your circle of life. There are people that you call friends. There are people that you work with. There are people that man, you just do life with, and you might be the only person who has the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they are willing to listen to. Oh, well, Billy, hold, hold, hold on. Now, I don't know about that. Surely, somebody else will tell them. Sounds good, does it not? But I'm the only person in this room that told you about Froghead Grill in Jackson, Mississippi. The only person. It's only good news if they hear it. Now listen, you could have lived the rest of your life and never heard of it. And it's probably not that big of a deal if you miss out on a good burger. I don't think it's that high on the scale. But it's something completely different for someone to miss out on a salvation experience that's going to last an eternity. You hear me? Man, it's something completely different. We have to go and reach others because the gospel is only good news if they hear it. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this other one down. Why is Billy? Why is going so important? I want you to know this. Heaven and hell is the difference heaven and hell is the difference and i know that 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 we know that but i've i've noticed something about our lives i think many times that it's not something that we think about all that often. When you're visiting with a coworker, with family members, when you're doing all this, a lot of times we're so consumed with our lives and what I want and what I think and everything else when we very rarely ever think about somebody else's eternal decision. Can I share a few verses with you to hang on to? John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom God. Of God. John three eighteen, the Bible says, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. Hey, heaven and hell, they are hanging in the balance. And the difference maker between all of this is you and I putting our selfishness aside and telling others about Jesus I don't know if I've told you this story here, but in Florida, I, don't, it was, I think it was last year, there was, um, there, there was a family. They went to the beach and they started swimming and playing. All of a sudden, they got caught up in a, in a rip current. You, if you've been to the beach, you see these signs like I always swim to the side. Well, this family kept getting swept out further and further and further. Some more people would go out and try to save them, but they would just kind of get taken along. Well, all of a sudden, there were a handful of people that saw what was happening, what was taking place, and said, hey, we got to do something. So here's what they did. I want to put an uh, image up on the screen. What well, what they did was they said, hey, let's form a human chain to go out and save this. So this person grabbed this person's hand and they just kind of, everybody grabbed hands and started walking out. And they saved this family. They said 70 or 80 people all got together to save somebody's life. Here's what I love about that story. Those people, they saw the urgency. They knew that life and death were hanging in the balance, and it moved them to action. Church family, these people, there are people inside this this town and this city, and their eternities are at stake, and God is calling each and every one of us to take action. Can I give you something that is very disheartening, a statistic here this morning? A hundred people. A hundred people die every minute. So from the time that we've been here this morning, let's just say from 10.30 to 11.30 today, in this short short time that we've been having church, 6,000 people will breathe their last breath. And when they do that, when they breathe their last here on earth, they find themselves in one or two very, very real places. It's a place called heaven, a place called hell. And one of them is an eternity with God. But the other is just as real. And it is an eternity separated from God. Are you feeling this today? The weight of the call that is on your life? Man, there are people outside these four walls. There might even be people here today I want you to know that heaven and hell are hanging in the balance. Listen to me, there's no time to wait. There's no time to hesitate. There's no time for us to get caught up in all these different things, all the problems and the preferences, and this is what I think, and this is, this is what we should do, and this is the way it should look, and we're going to drag it out. Several weeks ago, I, I got called into a pastor's meeting here in Camden, Arkansas. I just If I was going to tell you this, probably going to cut it out of the podcast. So I just want, this is just Billy talking with you. I got asked to come to this pastor's meeting where they're wanting to, to kind of bridge the ground of, of the racial tension inside of Canman. Hey, we want to make a difference here. W- went to this meeting, man. I was pretty excited about it. I knew the guy that was what was really driving this, knew his heart, man, what he's done in his town, in his city, in his community, how he has bridged it with the African-American church and the First Baptist Church of that town. Man, it's crazy. This morning he posted, said, hey, I- I'm going to have prayer service at First Baptist Church, insert town name here. Oh, man, that is amazing. And he's bringing his people along, and then they meet at his church and, and they have prayer together. And, and what's happened inside this town, this community, is the churches have put their differences aside and they came together to bring a common cause like, hey, let's see this place rise. So we went and met, met here a couple weeks ago at, at this church with a group of pastors. And when I walked in, th- these people have been here for a long, long time. I've got seven months here. I, I don't know nothing. So I, I figured I'd walk in there, just Billy, keep your mouth shut and hey, how we can help, we can help. Man, the more that they talk, the madder I got. Was a meeting, its purpose was let's do something in Camden where we can get a lot of people together, we can share the gospel with, and fill up heaven in Camden. Is that a bad thing? Is it a bad thing? Left that meeting. No future decision. Pray about it for three months. Man, I got in the car and I was just living. He left. And I picked up the phone and I called him and I said, Look, dude. And I said, Hey, I'm seven months here. I don't know all the ins and outs, but I don't have to pray about any of that at all. And I'm going to tell you that I'm volunteering our entire church to be able to do whatever we can to help make this happen inside of camden arkansas we don't need to talk about it like hey we're just going to do it and i said man i've got other churches in this area that i network with very closely and i don't even have to ask them i'm volunteering them as well hey listen time is too short and hell is too real for us to pray about things and debate things that you and i should be so quick and move to action listen I could be wrong and I don't want to speak for God, but I think God is sick of it. I think God is sick of seeing his church sit on the sidelines when there are people that are dying and burning in hell for an eternity separated from him. When you and I, we have the good news, the gospel that can make the biggest difference in their life. Listen to what the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Hear his heart. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but, uh, but, but is patient toward you, not wishing, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And when you and I, when we're not going and reaching, there are people who are perishing every minute of the day. And the church so many years has sat, had it all backwards. We become so comfortable with sitting and soaking and not going. We become so focused and, and concerned about our own personal missions and agendas that we haven't given any thought about God's great commission. And church family, I want you to hear me. I'm going to ask Margaret to come on up. You and I, we have to develop this mindset that has to become a priority and a focus. N- not for just our church, but us, for us as individuals. I know many times it can be scary and intimidating when we start talking about, uh, about going and sharing and reaching others, but can, can I share something with you? I just want you to know that, that, that if you're hearing this this morning and you're feeling the weight of this, Billy, what do we do? What do we, what do we need to do? What, what is God wanting? What's he looking for? Can, can I just share this with you? I, I think this is what God wants from all of us here today. God is looking for people who will just say yes. Yes. Now listen to what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send and who shall go for us? Then I said the church will do it. The pastor and the staff they're they're taking care of all of that. That church down the road they're, they're doing it. We don't have to somebody else's job And I want a church that's full of these people that when the call comes when you're at work tomorrow and you know God's been prompting for you to have this conversation are you going to do it I, I want it to be hey send me I'll go I'll do it In this Easter season, you and I have one of the greatest moments right here to be able to bring lost people inside the house of God. I was reading this week that studies have shown that when it's Easter week, this is the one time that you, you'll get a favorable response from someone who's always told you no. They say your odds go up almost four times for you to be able to invite somebody and they're going to say yes to you. I can't think of a better time to start inviting people to start sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So here's what I want to do in this moment, this time. I want to talk to two different people. I think that there are some people to hear today and earlier when I said you're either a missionary or you're a mission filled, man, you quickly realize that I'm a mission filled. I never placed my faith and trust in Christ. I thought this was just a church thing and man, that was going to get me there. But as we talk through this, God is... Really been speaking to me, and I realize that I don't have a relationship with Him. And if Scripture is true and, is it, and it is, then I'm going to spend an eternity separated from Christ. I don't want that. So maybe, just maybe, your step of faith today is hey, I want to give my life to Christ. You see, you can't share Jesus unless you have Jesus. If you don't have it, man, we'd love for you today to be able to step into a a personal relationship with him. So maybe that's what God's calling you to do. But if you're a believer here today, if you've placed your faith and trust in Christ, then there is a call that is on your life. And it's not for you to sit and soak anymore. It's not for you just to come and, and leave and Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you do what you want, but it's about you and I becoming active inside the places where we are. Hey, hear me. My goal and your goal, they're two completely different things. Your goal might be at work, your goal might be in your family, your goal might be in the community, your goal might be, your goal might be overseas. Your goal and my goal, and they're two different ones. But let's not be the church that's always repeating the same things. And we can't even go down the street. I get you to close your eyes and bow your head.